This podcast is brought to you by NetBank. Whether you're thinking of franchising your business, buying into or revamping your franchise, stay tuned for tips on how to grow your brand and portfolio. Welcome to NetBank Franchising Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Schwinn. Today we have Jerry Thomas. Jerry is the CEO of Krispy Kreme South Africa. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Jerry, thank you so much for your time. Now, I want to know, for starters, how does somebody with a BA in English and law end up running a Krispy Kreme. How did that happen? It happened due to the fact that I was born into a family that have been uh, restaurateurs and in the food business. So basically, um, my pram used to sit in, in, in a restaurant when uh, my parents were looking after me as a as a small baby and then as a toddler. So I was born in the restaurant industry. Um, and when I graduated out of university, it was more natural to me and more ideal for me to be with a family in, in, in the restaurant business. And then that's how I veered off into uh, into franchising and eventually with Krispy Kreme. Oh, wow. And uh, so you mentioned that your family had a restaurant. What kind of restaurant? Was it a quick service restaurant? Was it a steak? Is it still in, in existence? No. So that was in the early days. I was born in, in, in Zimbabwe and... Um, my parents had a, a, a sit-down restaurant. It was more like a cafe restaurant, um, trading early hours of the morning till late at night. So we were used to those um, uh, onerous hours as associated with the industry. Um, and then when we um, immigrated and came through to South Africa, they carried on in that industry, but more on, more on a coffee shop uh, concept, which at least gave uh, a bit of lifestyle because... Uh, trading only um, during the week and, and, and not trading at night. Okay. Did you ever, as a child, had to work in the, the cafe or the restaurant? I did, yes, for sure. <laughs> and what were you doing? Were you helping to mop the floor? Were you the waiter or the, the cashier or all of all of the above? Um, sure, I've got to think back a long time. It was more like um, just helping out with with my father and, and um, sometimes with my mother just from an administrative point of view view and, and you know being behind the counter and um, seeing that everything w- was in order and then as, as I grew older um, I, w- I would certainly get involved in the uh, with the team you know cleaning up and setting up and um, uh, then when we came through here and I was at uh, after school and I had my own way of getting around and my own transport I used to help in the business here I used to go up and open up in the mornings and and then my parents would come through later and then I would go head off to university and support them in that way. I see and then was that a a, would you say that growing up watching your your parents run a business that helped somewhere somehow shape the way you saw money the way you view business? Certainly did Um, I think the starting point more than the money and and it was just the work the work ethic and the realization that um, when you're in business and uh, from an entrepreneurial point of view and a vested interest point of view and it's it's your livelihood, you need to um, eat, sleep and drink the business and, and, and be involved in it day and night in order to, to make ends meet and make a living. Okay, so tell me further on, I believe the, the Krispy Kreme story was uh, somebody from the US Trade Commission notified some kind of opening or bidding? Correct. It's exactly that. I was involved in a uh, a business. We were franchisors for uh, a restaurant and a, and a coffee shop brand that we sold onto famous brands 
um, in late 2012. I was one of the directors and shareholders of this business. And the basis of the sale was that we were taken out from an operational point of view. We were, um, I was serving a restraint of trade as were the other, um, the other shareholders. And um, I had decided uh, to to move on from from that business and and um, when when I was under that restraint of trade and, and not much was happening, which is similar to the current lockdown period that we're in, um, I received a call from uh, the commercial desk at the U.S. Trade Commission uh, from the Johannesburg Consulate, based at the Johannesburg Consulate in Santon, uh, advising that Krispy Kreme um, were looking at entering the market. That was in uh, uh, and did I firstly did I know the brand Krispy Kreme? Which fortunately I did. I had um, <laughs> been fortunate to have uh, come across the brand in the UK, um, and I knew the brand very well, and I knew the fact that it was a brand of of, uh, of difference. So yeah, the call was opportune. The timing was right, and that was the beginning of the journey. Were you surprised to get that call? Because they phoned you personally, did they, did they not? They phoned me personally, and um, you know I was always the the point of contact on on most correspondence in our previous business in terms of franchising and um, uh, anything to do with the, the franchising side of the business, landlords, uh, banks, finance houses, etc., franchisees, potential franchisees. So um, I would assume from a um, search and, and checking out point of view, I was the name that came up. So it did. The, the, the phone call came to me. Um, I have, we have, I have business partners, so obviously then the next step was just to uh, disclose to the business partners what the potential was out there and then as a uh, united team with me heading it up, uh, okay. we, we went uh, full force to get, to get and bring the brand to South Africa. And, and tell me something, how, the, when you got the core, how long did it take for the team to decide, okay, uh, this is what we want to do because this is not like buying a t-shirt and a pair of shoes. This is huge. Yeah. So um, from from the day we got the call, roughly to um, the the day we opened the business was a about um, just short of twenty two month period. Um, so initially it was just um, uh, we got the phone call from the trade commission and. Uh, we were fortunate to have a meeting with Krispy Kreme Global when they came to South Africa to do their due diligence on on the market and on potential franchisees, which was, I wasn't the only person that got the call, obviously, from a, a South African potential franchisee point of view. They, they canvassed a whole lot of industry players. Um, so from that period, uh, we were shortlisted. Um, at that time, in terms of Krispy Kreme Global's journey, there were, there were, there were a lot of changes. So every time um, I was interacting with someone on the uh, international franchising side, it was always a new person, which was made it a bit of a challenge. Um, but they seemed to have quite a, um, a detailed um, process. And, you know, in terms of whoever took over and whoever was interacting with us was always up to speed on what what our thoughts were and how we, we viewed everything and um, before we were shortlisted and before we got into any um, uh, contract negotiations um, we were invited to their um, 2015 
um, conference as, as guests. And um, was this in America? In the Philippines. Yeah, it was in the Philippines. It was the international conference okay. in the Philippines. And we were invited as guests before we got into any really in any real nitty gritty. But I think that's what what um, well definitely for, from our side that's what made us feel. Uh, comfortable that this was the right brand to bring into South Africa from the people we were associated with in terms of franchisors, the other international franchisees who were sure 25, 26 markets at that time and being at a conference and they were all happy and they all spoke really highly of the um, the brand custodians. It just made it Slim, simpler to be able to go into a process of negotiation. Wow! And you said the the there were the, there was a few from South Africa that were shortlisted. Uh, how do you know? How, first of all, do you know how many people applied and how many people were shortlisted? How many in total? I don't know how many people applied, um, and I'm not sure on the exact shortlisting. Uh, what I do know though is um, when we were doing a due diligence on Krispy Kreme International from an operational point of view and just understanding how the operations work. Uh, and again, that was before any contract was signed, but we were in a period of negotiation. Um, we did that uh, uh, that due diligence we did in the UK, in, uh, in the uh, Bristol market. And uh, I know that that week that we were there, it was ourselves and a another South African entity that came in after us, but I don't know who they who they are. Okay, and then the if I'm not mistaken, the first Krispy Kreme store opened up in 2015 in November, and it was in Rosebank. Is that correct? Correct. So uh, it opened on the 25th of November in 2015 at uh, the Zone in Rosebank, um, and it is a factory store. In other words, it's a donut producing store. Uh, that makes product for itself um, in full view of guests um, and that is conceptually one of the uh, points of difference of Krispy Kreme from an international donut brand point of view, concept point of view. Okay, and I believe that uh, the, 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 there was a lot of pre-opening hype. Um, can you just take us through that, 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 that perhaps the week before the opening? How did you create that hype? Because I remember it was all over the news. Sure. So this is not something that we we we, um, we conceptualize. This is best practice that uh, Krispy Kreme have been using to launch markets all over the world, and and the primary focus um, from a marketing point of view when launching Krispy Kreme into a new region is to get product in hand. So um, although we opened uh, the market on the 25th of November 2015, from a production point of view, we were ready uh, six weeks before that. And we strategically dropped about a hundred thousand donuts into the um, Johannesburg market and specifically the areas surrounding the Rosebank store to get um, those potential consumers to try something unique. Um, obviously, the people who were fortunate enough to travel knew the product, but although the brand name was known, no. It was a very, very minuscule percentage of the population that had tried the product. So we got product into hand, uh, into educational institutions, into religious gatherings, into office parks, into uh, doing drops on the on uh, traffic light corners. So we really got a lot of product in hand. A hundred thousand donuts. A hundred thousand donuts. Jeez, Correct, like yes. Wow, that's that. That's so we insane. created this hype. 
and and this like um uh, you know this is the product which is obviously the original blaze being our signature and people getting to taste it and then went on a, on a, on a campaign to get um, the first person um, to line up and uh, avail of a prize of a dozen donuts a week for a year and then sliding down to uh, I think it was about the 250th person um, also availing of a prize so what happened there is we create this hype of, you know, line up and, and get rewarded. And we started seeing people lining up, if I'm not mistaken, three days before, sleeping over, camping out. So the camp out on the last night, we had over uh, 400 people sleeping in the mall at, at, at Rosebank. Um, and, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because that's, that's insane. That is just insane. Yeah, it is insane. It is insane. And, and, and thankfully we've been able to keep that up with all our openings so when we um open regionally in in kzn at gateway um in uh, 2016 and then last year in uh, at the vna waterfront our flagship um we had the same um uptake in terms of people sleeping over and um you know winning winning that prize so it it conceptually we create a hype and people bring people you know when people see people and they see people they want to know what's going on and they want to be part of it and um you know it's important to note and it's and this might be the opportune time now Krispy Kreme is not a donut and coffee brand Krispy Kreme is an experience and that point of difference and, and the fact that we're an experience gives us that opportunity to create um uh, situations like that that like you know the the camp outs and and the hype and and it's that experience that then keeps on sustaining the brand the longevity and most importantly uh, guest loyalty all right so speaking about the the, the company culture so let's say when, when somebody wants to join the the crispy cream family do do the all the staff doesn't matter if it's entry level or senior staff do they all go through the same tra training program to, so they know that this is the culture, this is how we make our food, this is what we're believing. Or do you have different training programs for different uh, uh, levels of, of work? So we have different programs in terms of the specifics, in terms of being able to execute your, your duties in terms of your job description. So the, the finance guys would have a different um, uh, program to the operational guys, to the production guys. However, from an induction point of view and from a overall um uh, welcoming point of view the the process is identical it's um, certainly about understanding the, the spirit and the ethos of the brand and, and and our purpose and what we exist okay so walk us through about the cultures i mean for somebody that that's thinking about oh maybe i should uh, look into joining the franchise or, or work at Krispy Kreme what can they expect culture wise from joining the franchise, um, we own all the stores and um, that's legislated. So we, we don't have rights to sub-franchise, but from a prospective employee and someone joining, joining the Krispy Kreme family, um, we exist for the following purpose, that we believe that everyone deserves a happy place, uh, where only the best quality is Krispy Kreme. And just um, moving on from that is that we want to create a culture that... Um, um, looks at um, 
hiring the attitude and training the skill. In other words, we look at people that really, really behave well and, and fit into our our ethos and our way of doing things that um, we always consider others. And then it's up to us to give the the prospective employees the tools to be able to perform well. And that translates down to our valued guests also enjoying enjoying a happy place and, and being our environment. I spoke about experience. Experience is vital in retailing today. If you don't, if you're not able to provide an experience, I believe you, you you're on the back foot. Um, and then, with only the best being Krispy Kreme quality, we believe from a cultural point of view that everything that we do from A to Z has to the has to be to the best of our ability, which obviously then again translates to the products and to the to the guest experience. And I believe that that piece will hold us. Um, in good stead, especially now in terms of the unprecedented crisis we're going through. Running such a big operation, you must have your hands full and everybody needs your attention. So how do you actually stay sane? I mean, do you do you enjoy workouts? Do you uh, read books? Do you go for walks? Do you play golf? How do you actually unwind? So I think just as a starting point, I'm very fortunate to have, um, from an executive point of view, we're very fortunate to have awesome awesome capable people around us so so although it's a big organization and there's a lot that's happening we've got a lot of people that know know their roles well and take the pressure off us but certainly i work out every day um i i um, i get to work uh, uh quite relaxed um after having uh, exercised um my um best part of my week besides coming to work and and you know, seeing what we've accomplished and, and uh, creating joy in terms of our staff and our guests is uh, being with my family and being with my two boys that are very active and always playing sports. So I do definitely have time to be on the on the kids' sports field and unwind and, uh, you know, have a, a very important balance, which, which obviously makes me want to come back. Uh, to work every single day and, and, and achieve more. No, I think I think that's awesome. I remember me as a kid, the, the happiest moments are when my, my mom and dad came to watch sports, watch me play sports. I'm sure your your kids uh, will, will appreciate that too. Eh? They appreciate it, but um, I, Charles, I appreciate it more. I think that uh, definitely, I, I'm living, they're living my dream. So I was, as a kid, <laughs> your dream's always to be a top sportsman and be on TV, so... Um, I'm living my dream through my kids. Well, did you say they've been on TV, like playing sports? No, but well, not they're not on TV, but they're at that that age where you know you believe that one day you're going to be be a sportsman, and and you know that is their dream. So if you say to them, you know, what do you want to do? Now I want to be a, both professional soccer players, and and um, uh, my 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 eldest son isn't in in in, in an academy here. But um, they still have that dream, you know. They still believe that that's what they're going to do. So I, 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 I share that dream with them because I had that dream as a as a youngster. Oh, I'm sure you, among millions of boys, had that dream, and uh, I wish them the best. You never know. You never know, eh? You never know. You never know. Maybe they don't have to be in in the in the rigmarole of business. Maybe they can be uh, <laughs> um, famous and, 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 and earn their living like that. Who knows? Who knows? Well, only time will tell. But Jerry Thomas, CEO of uh, Krispy Kreme, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. 
And listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, please download, please share. Until next time, goodbye. This podcast was brought to you by NetBank. Stay tuned for more on franchising or search NetBank Franchising for valuable information. See money differently. NetBank.